0: Welcome back to Self-Love Ignited. Today on the podcast, it is a solo episode and I am doing a breakdown of some of my biggest self-love lessons from 2021, as well as my intention going forward into 2022. Jump on in and have a listen. My name is Katie Allen and this is Self-Love Ignited. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am doing a personal share kind of episode and talking about my biggest life lessons from 2021. I am recording this the first week of January, 2022. So this stuff is all still very fresh in my mind, but I could not think of a better way to start off a brand new year of Self Love Ignited than talking about my biggest self-love lessons Because if there is one thing that I have learned from creating this podcast for you is that sharing personal stories changes lives. Sharing personal stories of tragedy, of growth, of good times and bad times and the lessons that we took from it has the capacity to change somebody else's life. I have seen it time and time again. I've gotten countless messages from people Telling me that their lives are changed because of a story that they heard on this very podcast. So let's jump into some of my stories from 2021. And like I said, these are my biggest lessons, right? But of course, each one of these lessons has a story associated with it. So without further ado, lesson number one life's going to get hard. Life is going to be hard sometimes. And you have to go through it. You cannot avoid it. You cannot go around it. And if you try to run away from it, it will follow you. And this lesson, if you don't know what's happened in my life this last year, a very quick synopsis is that I ended a relationship, a long term relationship with somebody who I loved very dearly. Um, I ended that back in June. So, about six months ago, um, for. Different reasons involving addiction, involving us wanting different things out of life. Um, That also meant that I moved out of my home. I left my dog, who is kind of like my child. He's at least he's the closest thing I have to a child. Um, I moved in with a friend for a while. I was in limbo. This was in Australia. I decided to come back to Canada, which is where I am now, to be with family for a while. And about five weeks after arriving in Canada, my ex passed away at home um which was obviously heartbreaking and there was you know there's so much more to it but I don't need to get into all of the details with you um needless to say he passed away at home which was just absolutely horrendous um that also meant that my dog who had stayed with him was orphaned he was homeless so he needed a home and then there was all the questions of what do we do from here and how do I make this happen? And there was a lot of weeks of, you know, sleepless nights and staying up all night and calling everybody that I could think of overseas. And you know what, long story short, it worked out as best as it could. Um, My dog is with a wonderful foster family at the moment who treat him just like he's one of their own. And, you know, and that's absolutely incredible. And, but you know, that loss, the loss of somebody who I loved, still love very dearly, broke me as a person in a lot of ways. You know, if you have experienced deep loss, and I think most of us have lost someone that we love, lots of different types of relationships, lots of different ways that you can lose somebody. But I would bet that there is a good chance that if you are listening to this, you've lost somebody. You have been in that place of deep grief and despair and just feeling lost and empty. And there is, you know, a million and one different emotions that go with that. And that also went with a couple of really nice panic attacks for me that would not recommend that did not enjoy that. Um, but you know what? The big lessons, and I'm still very much in it, you know, six months from breakup Only four months since he passed away. Like I'm still very much in this emotionally, but I have an incredible support system. Um, And, you know, one of the biggest lessons that I learned from this is that if you try to run from these hard situations, you try to run from these hard emotions and sometimes running is physical, but sometimes it's just like ignoring the emotions, right? Like, I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to shut it down or I'm going to distract myself with social media or I'm going to eat food to try to numb this, whatever it happens to be for you. If you try to do that, You are only prolonging the pain. You are prolonging the situation. You are prolonging the processing of those emotions because emotions don't go away. They're not going to magically disappear if you ignore them. They are just going to sit there and they're going to keep knocking and they're going to keep trying to come up. And if you ignore them long enough, they can manifest as other things. And I can tell you there have been many days over these last few months where I have just you know, had trouble getting up in the morning, done a lot of crying. I'm a crier anyways, so a lot of crying. And, you know, but what I, what I noticed very clearly was that when I felt those emotions, if I allowed them to come up, if I, you know, if I was in a space where that was, that was an option for me and I allowed them to come up and I just sat with them and I felt them deeply, they moved through me. And they didn't stick with me. And then I was able to get up and go on with my day and carry on with life instead of having them consume me. Excuse me. Now, I recognize that depending on your situation, depending on how you deal with emotions, depending on how you, you know, your history of traumatic situations, all that sort of thing, we all deal with emotions differently This is not a blanket statement that you need to do what I did. This is simply a statement saying that my lesson was that when you face it, when you sit with your pain, you can move through it easier, right? Now, for me, at this point, that has not involved professional help. That has involved a lot of leaning on my amazing friends and family and my coach. Um, It has not involved, you know, therapy or anything, but I definitely will not rule it out. I have been to therapy in the past. i Probably at some point in my life, will be in therapy in the future. I think it can be absolutely incredible. But you know what? So that's this lesson, right? Stuff's going to get hard. We're all going to have those years, those months, those weeks, those days. It's unavoidable. But what you do get to do is choose what to do with it. Lesson number two, and I do have these written down in case you're wondering why I'm looking down. Lesson number two, you cannot compare yourself to someone else. Where you are in life, where you are in business, you know, if you are a business owner um, or, you know, if you have a career working for somebody else, you cannot compare your business, your career status, your relationship status to somebody else if you want to have a peaceful, happy life. I am a recovering comparer comparisonitis, I guess you could say. And this is something that I am aware of and am actively choosing differently, but it is one of my defaults, right? So I do default to it, especially in hard emotional times. I still recognize that I do tend to default to comparing myself, comparing myself to somebody else's, you know, relationships, somebody else's business, somebody else's financial success, somebody else's home, somebody else's whatever, fill in the blank. And what I have learned, again, sometimes we need to learn lessons more than once before they sink in. What I have learned again is that doing that creates suffering. Comparing yourself against somebody else creates pain. There is nothing good that's gonna come out of that, right? You are not going to be a better person because you feel like shit because you didn't do what the other person did. And the fact is we are all such different people What I have been through this last year is not what you have been through and vice versa. I know some people who have had incredible relationships, who have gotten married, who have had incredible like million dollar years in their businesses, who have had children, who have bought houses, who have done all of these things. Clearly that is the opposite of my year, right? So for me to compare myself against somebody else who's having completely opposite experiences and me choosing the one thing that I'm like, ooh, but I'm not as good as, as they are in this one area. Of course not. We are different people living our own lives, having different experiences. So if you tend to compare yourself against other people, do your best to catch yourself and break that habit because it is not going to do anything for you. Join me. Let's stop doing that, okay? Number three, this or something better. Now, I've heard people say versions of this over the years And I think I never, I sort of, sort of kind of got it, but essentially it is just declaring to yourself, to the universe that I am asking for this, what I have or something better. Like I am not willing to go down anymore. I'm not willing to go through any more drama. I'm not willing to go through any more loss. I'm not willing to, I have, I've done, this is where I'm at. Time to go back up and choosing that and being so intentional about making that choice. Because you know what? When you are in the depths of a hard time, when you are in the middle of a space of loss, or if you are in a lot of pain for some reason, it is really easy to just assume what else can happen. What else is going to happen? right? There has to be something else. The other shoe is going to drop. Something else is going to happen. Something else is going to fall apart. And you know what? When you think that way, quite often it does, right? We manifest it because that's what we focus on. And if instead you choose to switch, when you are in the middle of chaos, I don't always think that it is truly possible to really see like the best thing that you want. I think that sometimes that gap can be too Big. But I firmly believe that when you are in that hard space, that just proclaiming this or something better, ready for the next step, whatever that step is, that 1% improvement, that 1% easier, that 1% better, this or something better can have a huge impact on your mindset, on how you see the world, on how you experience things, and on what you create moving forward. Lesson number four people are good and genuinely want to help. Now, of course, this goes back to, you know, lesson number one, where times get hard sometimes. But it is absolutely true. This is one lesson that has been absolutely pounded into me this year, people want to help. They want to help. And so often people don't know how to help. You know, uh, whether this be friends or family or acquaintances or strangers or coworkers, sometimes people don't know how to help. And that can be kind of an awkward situation. And sometimes it's not an appropriate place to offer help, right? Or to be helpful. But one thing that I have experienced again and again and again and again and again, when I show up as my real self is people seeing me, honoring me, and asking in their own way, what can I do? How can I support you? How can I help you? I want to be there for you. I want to show up for you. And sometimes that is, sometimes it's just knowing someone's there. Sometimes it is a hug, dependent on COVID, of course. Sometimes it's a hug. Sometimes it's a cup of tea. Sometimes it is sitting down with a friend and chatting on the phone for an hour. And just hearing about their life. You know, this last year, I have solidified some incredible friendships from people I've known for years, and I have met some amazing people through Facebook, actually quite a few through this podcast, quite a few of my podcast guests, actually, who started out as complete strangers, and through real genuine conversations have turned into people that I consider dear, dear friends. And overwhelmingly, the feeling, the energy that I have received is people saying, I'm here. Whatever you need, I'm here in big ways or small. And I bet that if you look around in your life, you have the same thing. Sometimes it can be really hard to ask for help. Sometimes it can be hard to admit that we need help. But you know what? People want to help they genuinely do and when you allow somebody to help you that creates connection unlike any other and it's an absolutely beautiful 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 thing and last but not least oh not last but not least I snuck an extra one on the list no next one number five the more I share my truth the more connected I am to my community and of course, that goes back to what I just said, right? About people wanting to help, but it's more than that. When I show up here on this podcast and share my truth, when I witness other people sharing their truth, their pain, their loss, their challenges, their lessons, their wins, and their celebrations, the good things, the amazing things, I have witnessed time and time and time again, when people show up with that energy of authenticity and Openness that community absolutely flourishes because, like I just said, people want to help, right? So, if it's like a hard thing, people are like, okay, what can I do? How can I support, lend a hand, shoulder to cry on, cup of tea, whatever it is, right? I am here. If it's a good thing, people want to celebrate with you genuinely. Some people will be triggered by positive things. Absolutely. You know what? We've all got our things. We've all got our things, but overwhelmingly, when I show up in my truth and when I witness other people showing up in their truth, community flourishes. Now, community is one of my top values, and it is one of the things that I am intent on creating more of this next year. There's big plans coming to the space to create more community, but really authenticity and community absolutely go hand in hand. And lastly, this one really is last. Accept the present and keep moving ahead. Now, what I mean by this is this idea of acceptance. And of course, when we're talking about self-love, quite often self-love and self-acceptance kind of go together, right? That's, That's very common. But when you accept the present, accept what is, and you don't fight it anymore. That allows room for dreaming, that allows room for growth, that allows spaciousness to like blossom into what's next. And the opposite of acceptance, of course, is fighting it, right? Fighting what is. Now, with the story that I told you before about what this year has brought me, I can tell you there has been a lot of fighting what is on my part. Because you know what, when bad things happen, we don't want them to happen. We want to go back in time. We want to undo the bad things. We might not like where we are. We might not like our relationship or our living situation or whatever it happens to be, right? We might be fighting the present. We might be fighting the truth. But when we are fighting, that means that we are not growing. We are not looking for this or something better. We are focused on the past. And you know what? You can't recreate the past. It's not possible. It is gone. And at some point, we do have to accept that it is gone and accept that where we are in this moment, right now, this breath, this is all that there is. This is the truth. And there is so much peace in that. There's peace in presence. And the beautiful thing about accepting the present is that it still allows us to plan for the future. It still allows us to have goals, have intentions, be working towards something. But you can work towards something better and not fight what is. You can accept what is while growing, while evolving, while changing whatever it is you want to change. And this lesson was a really big one for me because you know I can't tell you personally how many times in the last few months I've said, I wish I could just go back in time. I wish I could go back, you know, go back three months and I would change what I said said and I would change what I had did and I would do this and I would do this and through unpacking this and through feeling all of these emotions what i realized is like that would be wonderful it'd be wonderful to be able to do that but that's not an option so for me to live in this place where i'm just always thinking about the past is only creating suffering and it is keeping me in this loop of feeling awful essentially and if i can come to peace with what's happened. And I am coming to peace with what's happened. But you know, if I can come to peace with what has transpired, conversations that have been had, decisions that have been made on my own part and on other people's parts, that coming to peace with that allows for so much breathing room, this freedom in acceptance and in acceptance we then like I said, we then get to move forward, right, we can be really intentional and present about where we want to go from here and make that happen. So this sort of self love recap of this last year, like I said, this is all very personal stuff, obviously. This is all very personal stuff for me. But I know, without a doubt, that it is going to resonate with you on some level that perhaps you've had a really hard year too, because you know what? We've also all been living in a pandemic. We've also all been living in a time where work is not normal and school is not normal and travel is not normal, right? Like so layered that on top. I know that a lot of people had a really tough 2021 and a lot of people had a really great 2021 and there's nothing wrong with either. But I hope that listening to my story About both about what I went through, which, you know, I sort of just scratched the surface, but I think you get an idea. I hope that by sharing what I went through and the lessons that I have learned from that so far as it relates to self-love, as it relates to self and to relationships, I hope that is helpful for you. I hope that there has been some golden nugget in what I've said today that is going to help you maybe learn something from this last year, or maybe be intentional about where you're going from here, right, where you want to go in 2022. And on that note, I also just want to share my intention for 2022. Now, I've shared this in a couple other places, but it directly relates to all the lessons that I've learned, of course. And at the beginning of each year, I don't set New Year's resolutions. I don't don't believe in them for a variety of reasons. But one thing that I do is I set an intention and I choose a word for the year. Now, I've done this for many, many years now, and I find it really powerful. It's a simple practice, and it's something that I can come back to again and again and again. And the, the word that I chose for this year is rise. And I don't think it takes a genius to understand why I chose that word. But, you know, I chose this word essentially because I'm ready to rise to this or something better right? I'm not going any deeper. I'm not going any lower. No more loss. This or something better. What else is coming? It's time to rise, rise out of grief, rise out of loss, rise out of pain, rise into prosperity, rise into joy, rise into more love, rise into that feeling of lightness and freedom and balance. That is where I'm going. And setting this intention for the new year, it's an energetic intention, right? This isn't like a physical thing of like me rising, yes, I rise every day out of my bed, but it is an energetic intention rising. I'm going to raise my energy, raise my vibe. I am going to raise my emotional state, right? This or something better. So just wanted to sort of add that in there. I'm really curious if you have um, a word for 2022, I would love to hear it. If you set a similar sort of intention and choose a word or a phrase that you sort of come back to throughout the year, something that you can focus on. I would love to hear it. Um, If you are watching on Instagram or on Facebook, I would love for you to comment below and let me know what it is. If you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, I would love to hear from you. Pop on over to either Instagram or Facebook, whichever one you prefer. I am at Katie Allen Coaching on both. I would love for you to pop over and send me a message, all right? What is your word for 2022? That is it for today. I hope that there have been some nuggets of wisdom. I hope that you feel inspired, uplifted, and that your life is just a little bit better for having heard these lessons. That is it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Have an absolutely beautiful day. Here is to you loving all that you are. See you next time. All of the links mentioned during the episode are down in the show notes. Please make sure to go on over and check them out. Also, please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And I would be forever grateful if you would go on over and leave us a review on iTunes as well. That's going to help this message reach more women. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Here is to you loving yourself.